0: do some damage. Amen? And uh, it's crazy because words have effect. And it, it's funny because we talked about, you know, you heard him say it and we've you've heard it in there. Uh, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yes, they will. Words hurt. Words affect. Words leave leave you in a spot. There is power in your words. It's amazing what words can do. Do you realize, church, we're talking about we declare war and war on words. How crazy, church, is it that our words can heal and they can destroy at the same time? Our words can bring peace, and it can bring destruction. Our words can start wars. Our words are so valuable, and what's crazy is as we get into this, I want you to understand something what the Word of God says about these things. Anybody else have trouble? Is this thing right here get you in trouble? Does this thing right here get you in trouble? Every teenager should raise their hand. Does this thing right here get you? <laughs> it gets us in trouble so many times. It, in so many weird ways, it gets us in trouble. It, it can do so many things, and at the same time, if we're not careful, it can destroy so many things. They're basically just weapons coming out of our mouth. Is that the craziest thing, that in our mouth can bring life or death? In our mouth can shake something up. Somebody could tell you something and might not know you're hurting and make it worse. Remember a couple weeks ago I said, I don't need sound effects for, for my pain. Somebody could say one more thing and and make it worse. Or on the other side of that, somebody could say one thing that would help lift you up out of that just with their words. Because they cared. And it is vital that we choose our words wisely. We've been in this we declare war. We've been in it for a while. We've talked about anxiety. Is it still real? Absolutely. But there is some knowledge to it. And how to prevent it, how to stop as it tries to attack. We talked about excuses. What I love today is everyone in this room did not make an excuse not to be here. Amen. You see what I'm saying? You're here without excuse. Awesome. You're watching without, you see what I'm saying? But excuses lead us. Listen, 2022, as we get going through this whole year. If we can get anxiety in control, if we can stop making excuses, guess what happens next? Now we got to be careful with the words we say. I don't know if you understand this, but what God is trying to do is shape and form. He's raising up an army. That's right. If we can be, be conscious of it. In the back, we've been talking about, or we just started talking about it, making habits. How many know sometimes it's, it's uh, hard to break habits, and a lot of times it's in our words. It's in our words. Somebody told me uh, Thursday, you know, because we're talking about real stuff, people dealing with, like they cuss and stuff. and They're like, I can't stop cussing. I cuss. I was like, well, I didn't hear you cuss today, tonight. Well, you know, because I'm at church, I'm not going to cuss. <laughs> but you know, when I hang out with my friends and I do this and that, I'm, I, you know, I just can't help it. I said, but when you start to realize, honestly, when you realize that this is just the building, that you are the church, you'll start stopping because you're in the church. <laughs> and it was like, whoop, the light bulb clicked. But how many times when things happen, do we have to catch ourselves? <laughs> Didn't I say this a few weeks ago, love, that um, hit your hand real hard and see what comes out of your mouth, and we'll show you right where your heart is. <laughs> because, you know, if, if, a, if you slam your finger in the car door, the next thing coming out of your mouth is in your heart. And sometimes people look, I, I've had moments. But you have to what? Create habits to changing what's going to come out of your mouth next. It is very challenging because it can hurt. But your hurt doesn't have to be with your ignorance either. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we're smarter than these four-letter words or whatever words we're using that make no sense. And so like I told that student, these habits that we create, we can break. Because there's a lot of times what happens to us. We can be very critical. We can be hurt in our own self. So hurt people hurt people with words. Words can destroy lives. Words can destroy marriages, but also they can start the process of healing. Let's get into this real quick because I'm telling you, I hope you're ready today. It's going to be a good, good thing with words.
1: So we declare war the power of words. Yeah. If we think about it in war, many times when we think about war, weapons of mass destruction are used to defeat the enemy. Most of the time when you think about war, they are choosing for weapons of mass destruction, something that's going to get it done and wipe things out, right? If I looked up a weapon of mass destruction as something capable of inflicting mass casualties and or destroying or rendering high-value assets as useless. What I want to tell you today is whether we know it or not, each one of us carries our own weapon of mass destruction. It's already on us already. It's available at any moment when you choose to use it. That weapon is our tongue. In Proverbs 18, 21, in the Passion Translation, it says, your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life and the talkative person will reap the consequences Mm. in the message it says words kill words give life they're either poison or fruit you choose i want to read to you james chapter 3 verses 2 through 12 james puts it very well he says for we all stumble in many ways I love it at the point where he says, how great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. It's restless evil, full of deadly poison. Mm. Weapons of mass destruction were meant to inflict harm and destroy the enemy. Yeah. Right? But what's hard is often our tongues are used in taking out our own.
0: Yeah.
1: We're meant to fight this war together. The people that you see in this room, the people in your home, the people you see at your jobs and on a daily basis, they are meant to be side by side, fighting in this war together for Jesus Christ. They are meant to be soldiers that stand together together. And our tongues, yes, even though they are weapons of mass destruction, what often happens is they were meant to glorify and praise the Lord. And when we use them for that purpose in the things that we say and build life through our words, build up and encourage and and lift up others and lift up the name of God, guess what? There's still a weapon of mass destruction but on the enemy because he can't stand in your praise. He can't stand when you speak love. He can't stand when you speak life. He can't stand when you speak hope. He can't stand that when you're frustrated that what comes out of your mouth is good. It's a hallelujah instead of something else that can drop a bomb in the wrong direction. He can't stand when you use your words for the Lord. So See, the thing about your words is they are a weapon of mass destruction, but you have to choose for what side you're going to direct them towards. Our own words are debil- de- debilitating the armies of God that were meant to defeat the enemy. We don't even realize that we are destroying the ones we're meant to stand with. What you do not tame will maim. Mm. What you do not tame will maim. It's good. It says that humans, think about this. I was thinking about this at home as we were doing it. I can, I can train my dog. I mean, yeah. good grief. You go to SeaWorld and people train whales and seals and all these kind of things to do the coolest stuff. Yet, it says that we can't get a hold of this small little muscle that's inside our mouths.
0: Isn't it weird how a bit in a horse's mouth, like it says this in the scripture, if you've ever ridden a horse, you could barely just, I mean, just barely pull. And that horse is barely pull either way. And so it's not like that, well, it's going to take a while for this thing to your mouth to go sideways. No, it's, it's instant. It's, it's, it's the smallest thing that it could, we're right on the edge of life or death real quick. You ever bit your tongue? Mm -hmm. I bite it because I'm always hungry. So I'm eating and I'm like going too much on that. You know what I mean? And I'm biting my lip or my tongue. And I'm telling you, it hurts so bad. And and sometimes, like, you ever have a moment where you want to say something and you bite your lip? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's like with kids, like in front of people. You know when you got teeth marks on your lips, something's wrong you know like mama's mad <laughs> something's about to happen you you have to be so careful because if if it's it's, it's if it's a barely ver, just moving it or just the ship barely turning the wheel barely turn and it already shifts it and and what's happening is i think if we don't take control of the mouth that the small tiny movements i'm talk we're talking about this in the back it's so funny that going both ways with this, but the small movements are slowly shifting it in the wrong direction. And then later you look back and you're like, because if you don't stay in the word, what's the word do? It keeps you on course. And if you don't stay in the word and you're just like, well, I'm a Christian. And you're slowly, your mouth keeps doing stuff that gets you into, and you're just, and, and you might just be like cruising, but you just keep cruising and leaning to the this way to the right just a little more and next thing you know you're so far off course that by time you go to look at the word of your course you're so far off and then you're mad about it you're so mad like, how did this all happen right here it's because all the small tiny little moments that you did led up to this big moment over here Your mouth will guide you and lead you in stuff that you don't want to go. That's why we daily have to stay in the Word. I don't read the Bible on Sunday. I read it throughout the week, too. I have to be guided in the Word. I have to find strength when I'm weak. I have to have self-control when somebody cuts me off on the road. I have to figure it out when they get their carts in my way when I'm trying to get through the grocery line and when it's about to snow and everybody's freaking out. Get ready. there
1: ain't no eggs and no milk no milk, no, everybody's
0: freaking out like we lost the, our mind, but then we won't talk about it and we have to be because the small moments and the small I didn't like this and the small I didn't like that and the small this is happening I don't know if you notice this if you're on social media there's so many people saying so many negative things and let's just be real some of them are true mm-hmm. this and this and this but what's your point you know what I mean? Like, if, if you ain't got no solution, quit talking. <laughs> if you ain't going to make change, just shut your mouth. <laughs> anyway, well, I'll talk about, are... I, I, I'm going to have to talk about that another day because my thumbs got, uh, like, tongues, you know?
1: Yeah, you got thumb tongue?
0: But I'll have to, uh, that's going to be a different sermon, but you need to be ready for the thumb tongues because I'm telling you, these tongues down here, boy, they'll tear you up real quick. They be licking your
1: phone all the time. <laughs>
0: anyway, I'll get into it some other time.
1: But. I think though we have to realize that it's not even just the words that we say to somebody, maybe when we're frustrated or doing things, it's just what comes out of your mouth on a constant basis. Yeah. Do you find yourself complaining all the time? Do you find yourself, everything is negative? Do you find yourself, you know, always frustrated? And so what comes out of your mouth is frustrated talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, even how you say things and, to people. And that guides
0: you as well.
1: Well, and people are watching and they hear what you say. If you have children at your home, they hear. I was talking to Brandon about something yesterday at the table, and I, Zion was playing his video game in the room, and he was we're, zoned out. And we're like, I was just talking like this. Girl, you know what I think? And feel, I said something you know? to him just privately, and Zion's like, I heard that. And I was like, oh. play your game. shh. You don't even know, but they're listening. I'm talking are sweet listening. They hear things to you. You know what I'm saying? That you say. You have to be careful the things that you even say in your moments that you don't think anybody's listening because yeah. those words go into the atmosphere and they produce change no matter what.
0: Well, like you're saying, again, we, we shift and it starts to go. And here's what people around us think. Here's, and this is how it happens because we might just like talk negative and everything's half empty, nothing's, the sun's not coming, all of it's negative. And, and the reality is what you don't realize is the way you keep talking like that, the people that surround you are going to have a set way about you. Oh, I got to be careful because, you know, he just might, she just might go off. Because if I tell them this, because th- their, their attitude is always going to be something negative, and they always got something to say, I just got to be careful, then what do we do as friendships? We start walking on eggshells around people because of our own mouth. And we don't even, and sometimes, listen, guys, this stuff is crazy because sometimes we don't even realize that this stuff's happening. We don't realize how this stuff goes on. I remember something flew by me. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> um, I don't remember. <laughs> I hate those stink bugs. Boy, they're from hell. Uh, (laughs) When I was, and they're here, I'm telling you, (laughs) Satan. When I was younger, um, I remember being in the house, and I was just, like, getting so, like, off and on. And didn't even realize, it. didn't catch it until somebody, you know, it's always somebody's going to call you on it. and, and, And here's what's happening because, again, the way we talk, we get offended real quick when somebody wants to have a conversation with you. And my mom, she was like, son, now look, you're very critical. Ever ever, since you've walked in this house, you've talked about this and this. You went to this room and talked about this. You went over here and talked about this. You need to do this. You need to do this. You are so critical. Can you please say one thing that's okay in here? And I didn't realize, like, in those moments that just, why was I talking like that? It was nothing bad. It was just, but it, it just keeps piling up. And then she you know, said something. And at first I got offended. We talking about them critical ain't critical. (laughs) And, and I had to sit back into myself and think, you know, the things that are coming out of my mouth are critical and they could actually offend my mom and dad that work hard for what they have. That could be very critical. That, that, that could actually hurt too. Um, until somebody wanted to, to really have that conversation and point it out, point
1: it out. What about just in joking?
0: Oh man. You know,
1: sometimes our words in joking, uh, I'm gonna tell him myself for a minute. When Brandon and I got together, it was always a joke. Like, Brandon has always been very lighthearted and just, he is very, he likes to make things just be funny, you know, a lot of times and do things. And I would laugh and joke and he would do jokes and stuff and just jokingly, I'd be like, You're an idiot. You know what I'm saying? I'd just say, You're an idiot. I mean, and then I'm what like, are you doing? Like, just, I'm your idiot. So yes, that's. Yes, and then he'd say, "Well, I'm your idiot." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was just like a joke. It was nothing like I was not trying to be demeaning, like in a way of like you're such an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like, Gosh. I was like you're an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Napoleon? You're doing things. Well, Man. Zion was probably about oh three years old, and Brandon was joking and doing silly stuff like he always does at the house. It it's, it still continues every day. We we never have a. At least moment. I'm consistent. You are very in my consistent. Life and
0: we Brandon did show. something
1: we could Brandon did something in the house and all of a sudden I hear Zion 3 look at dad and say dad you're an idiot <laughs> I was like
0: what the I said Zion now hold on I had to have a moment because I was <laughs> thinking hold up do I need to whoop this kid like <laughs>
1: I looked at him, I said, hold on. And I, I got I am like, in I know my kid just
0: didn't call me an idiot.
1: I got down in front of Zion at that very moment. I looked at Brandon and I said, First of all, I need to apologize to you for calling you an idiot. And I said, second of all, I said, son, mommy wasn't meaning that like that, but now I know exactly how it sounds and it doesn't sound good. So we're not gonna say that anymore in this house. And he said, Okay, you know it wasn't no big deal, and we haven't. I don't do that because the factor of it is So is instead
0: that, of saying, Hey, Daddy, you're funny, mom would always say you're an idiot. <laughs> and so Zion referred to funny being an idiot. You're an idiot, dad.
1: <sighs> okay. That could have been a problem. Cool. But it's I just you know, your words <laughs> have an effect. I think what's crazy about it is that we have to understand the power that we carry. Yeah, we do. Um, in Matthew 12, 34 through 37, it says you have minds like a snake pit. How do you suppose what you say is worth anything when you are foul minded? It's your heart, not the dictionary, that gives meaning to your words.
0: My goodness.
1: A good person produces good deeds and words season after season. An evil person is a blight on the orchard. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you.
0: Yeah. There
1: will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation or words can be your damnation.
0: My words.
1: goodness. The enemy has a heyday when we use our words to destroy. It's wow. less work for him. Yeah. We are God's most valuable asset, and all the enemy wants to do is take us out. Yeah. When will we realize that our words were meant to encourage? They were meant to build up. They were meant to strengthen. Mm. Then and only then will our tongues become weapons of mass destruction on the true enemy. But how do we do this? How do we do it? Three quick points. This is not very long. Just three quick points. Number one, recognize the power that we carry. John 1, 1 through 5 in the message says, the word was first. The word present to God. God present to the word. The word was God and in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. The life light blazed out of the darkness, and the darkness could not put it out. Goodness. The word. Do we realize that words are what created our universe, our lives, and our reality? Words. God said, let there be light, and it was. Let there be water. Let there be... Do you understand I said let there be birds and every fish of every kind and every mammal and every reptile? God spoke words, and it came into existence. Do you realize that the word of God reflected into man, and then he breathed upon him and created him? It's the word of God that created you, and because words are what created you, they are already in you to use for the authority of Jesus Christ.
0: A few years ago, we did um, a series called LifeLight basically saying, let your life light blaze for the world to see. And, and he's saying he's the word and he's the life and he's the light that blazed. And that, that, those are the two things that God is trying to get us to understand big time, to bring life, to be a light. Let all of that come out of your mouth, the light, life, everything of hope. Coming out of your mouth. Because when that does, it changes everything. It changes the atmosphere. It shines a light on, on who they can become. It's true. Not just focusing on what you might know of somebody else that it maybe is not doing. But what, who are they? Who does God say that they are? And, and, and listen, I'll, I'll be real about it. You might have to start just in the mirror. Just turn the light on and look in the mirror. Yeah. It has to start somewhere where you open your mouth and you look and be the light. Bring life.
1: Well, it's your most powerful tool.
0: Do you know who's beat you up? Yourself. Yeah. Who's hard, the hardest on you is you. Like you like any opportunity you have all these negative thoughts and before you even have a, a positive thought. That's right. Be, be, bring life to it. Bring light to it.
1: You have to understand it. Yeah. You have to understand what you carry. And I think the power of it is, is that if you realize that the word, when it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us, that very same word was the word that hung on the cross and died for our sins. And that word came into revelation for us to be able to understand that we have power and authority. And when you have Christ in your heart, you have the power of the word. That's in you. You have the power of the word. It's in you. You have to understand that words were what was used to create. And if they were used to create who we are, if the power of the word was Jesus Christ, then the power of the word is our most powerful tool to use in this war against the enemy. Number two, don't allow the enemy use of your weapon. Psalm 119:11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. A weapon is only as good as the one who knows how to use it. A weapon is only as good as the one who knows how to use it. The weapon that you train with is the one that you'll use. How do you train your tongue? What are you practicing with every day in your words? What do you listen to that comes out of your mouth? I know a part of the scriptures that says, out of the heart the mouth speaks. It says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. This is the thing. You ever heard the saying, use it or lose it? Use it or lose it. If you don't use your words for good, you'll lose control of it to the enemy. My goodness. If you don't use your words for good, you'll lose control of them to the enemy. When we speak what we desire and not what God does, we yield to the flesh and reap its consequences. When we speak what we want, what our desires are, what we think needs to happen and not what God desires... We yield the power of our control over to the enemy, and we reap the consequences
0: we can 't let it, let the enemy have the weapon. What is this? This is a weapon. it can bring life, like we said, it can bring death but God's, if God lives in you and if his word was flesh and his word if, if you 've accepted Christ and he lives within you, then the word's within you, then the weapon is in your mouth That's right. you don 't ever go to a fight and Let's go to a knife fight. Okay, I'm going to give my enemy my knife, and I'm, here we go. You know what I mean? You don't just hand the enemy your, anybody in war, like, okay, here's my guns. Okay, now let's fight. You don't give your weapons over to the enemy, and then act like you're going to try to fight. You have to protect yourself. You have to protect it well, because what? It's vital to you to live. This weapon is vital. Everything around it, what Jesus kept trying to do as he walked on the earth was trying to shape this weapon, was trying to help people recognize and understand what is coming out. The, the craziest part is there's a lot of people in the world that call themselves the Christians, but what comes out of their mouth doesn't reflect it. No. And so and then you've got other people looking at it and saying, so you can... The, so. It's a distorted image of being a Christian. So that's, you can be a Christian like that. That people that don't know Christ at all. We deal with it back there on Thursday nights, wondering, is it okay? Can I do this? because that's what they see. They might see at home and stuff. It's a distorted image. And if we don't protect this weapon, this weapon will destroy you. We have to protect it. It's it's there to change the atmosphere. It's there to bring life.
1: Well, words are in so many different forms now. You know, just like you talked about, and we'll get into that, but about yep. through texting or through the, the yep. books that we read, the things that we listen to, the stuff that scrolls across TV, the things that we hear. Yep. Words have more power than you would ever even realize. If you would just stop and focus on what you're putting in, because guess what? What you put in has to come out somehow. It's It's just... Truth, that's the fact. That's natural science. Whatever you put in has to come out.
0: Don't allow the enemy use of your weapon.
1: Proverbs 18.20 says it this way. From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Hmm. You will reap the fruit your words produce. You will reap the fruit your words produce. The words we speak will either allow us to live lives full and whole or empty and broken. When we allow the enemy use of our words, you give him the power to not only destroy others, but you. When you give the enemy control over the words that you say, the things that are coming out of your mouth, you give him the power not only to destroy others, but to destroy yourself. Number three, slow your roll.
0: I've heard that one before.
1: You ever heard somebody say, hey, slow your roll you roll. Well, how quickly do you allow words to roll off your tongue? How quickly do you allow it to roll off your tongue? Hmm. James 1.19 says, Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Just because you are witty doesn't mean you're wise. Just because you have quick wit and can say things just like that doesn't mean that what you have to say is very wise. To be quick-witted means showing or characterized by an ability to think or respond quickly and effectively. Do we realize that every word we speak has an effect? Every word we speak has an effect either for good or bad. The things that we say. I can tell you in the Norman family, I'm just speaking for this, I think about every single one of us is pretty quick-witted.
0: <laughs>
1: and sometimes we are easy to just have things roll off our tongue because we're just joking around with one another. Now, just what everybody off. else might see may not be as like loving or something, but we get <laughs> rolling in what we're doing. You're, you know what I'm saying? But like,
0: We love each other by making fun of each other. <laughs> True love.
1: It's tradition. No, just kidding.
0: Tradition. But
1: it's something, and we truly do love each other, and we understand we that. But but thinking about it, like just because we're quick witted in things, does that mean we look very wise or sound very wise in some of the things we're saying? No. You know, and sometimes we can go too far in that quick wit, and no. then you gotta reverse, back the truck up. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta slow your roll. You can effectively damage someone or effectively build them up. Just because you think it, it doesn't mean you should say it. We've heard that before, right? Think before you speak, right? We've all heard the saying, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. Sometimes. Well, there's a lot of truth to that.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, sometimes we've got to say that to ourselves. You ain't got something nice to say. Don't say it at all. Like, if you've had that said to you (laughs) as a child, we have to start thinking of these things that were some wisdom in our life. I guess what we're missing out on these days is sitting with Grandma cracking some uh, green beans. Some of y'all are like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You want Grandma's wisdom? (laughs) Sit down and crack some green beans with Grandma. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And if you don't have anything nice, don't, don't say it. It, it. The problem is, is what does it do? What's, what's those things that come out of our mouth quick? And even if we're mad or something, like if somebody you love and you're like, well, I'm not going to fight them physically, but I'll hurt you with my words real quick. Yep. I'll say, because I know what to say to get right into that spot to tick you off, to get you out of this room. Yep. And those words are damaging. They hurt they hurt bad. And what does it do when we pop off and we say something? And even about anybody else, work, home, whoever, the deal is, it satisfies the mind. It does. It satisfies the mind. Let me, let me read this scripture. Um, you already read it, but I'm going to read it in a message. It was Proverbs eighteen, twenty, and 21. It's in the message. I kept on looking at it over and over. It says, words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. It satisfies the mind when you say it, it's what's, it, what's, what's those things that we're thinking, so it, it brings satisfaction. If somebody has anger issues, what do they do? Instead of hitting them, they want to punch a wall. Anybody ever hit something and, and because you didn't want to hit someone? <laughs> and what did it do? It tried to satisfy. So our words does the same thing. It satisfies the mind just as uh, fruit satisfies the stomach. Good talk. <laughs> is gratifying as good harvest. Man. And how many know that's so true when, you, when you've worked so hard all spring and protected and when it came harvest time, you got that great big red tomato and you're ready to cut it up, put some salt and pepper on it. It's so satisfying. So is good talk. It says words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. It's the truth. And that's the bottom line is nobody's making you say anything. You choose what's going to satisfy the mind. I want to have a mind of Christ, so I want it to satisfy the mind. I'm going to take every thought captive under the authority of who Christ is, so I want my words to satisfy the mind of Christ. It's
1: powerful. Because if
0: not, it'll do something else.
1: I love that you said that because you said that. And in my notes right here, I have 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 that says, For we live in the world, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ
0: take captive Captive.
1: our thoughts are not allowed to escape as words when they're placed under the authority of God captive that means that they're prisoners of war in your mind the thoughts, the things that you want to say the things that you think you need to say the truth that you may think that you know that somebody needs to hear you need to ask if God is have you ever had your kid or even as you as a kid do you ever remember your mama or your dad or your grandma or anybody telling you please be quiet please be quiet. Please stop talking. Please stop talking. You're going to get yourself in trouble. The more that you talk, the more it's going to make it worse. Please stop talking. Please be, can you just shut up? <laughs> Did do you know God's saying that to us when we have things getting ready to roll off our tongue? He's going, please be quiet. Please be quiet. <laughs> Please be quiet. And for some of us, God has to literally tell us to shut up because we don't Somebody here.
0: would be offended by the fact that you would think God would say shut up. But it's pretty soft because he told somebody, get thee behind me, Satan. So shut up ain't no, no big deal.
1: I'll be honest. I, God <laughs> has told me to shut up before. Shut up. Just quit talking because everything can be so loud on the inside that I think that it needs to be loud on the outside for everybody mm. to hear what I have to say because sure. I want them to know what needs to be done and what needs to be said. And you need people in your life that are going to help keep you accountable so that when you do have things to say or you're going through, they can look at you and think, would that help anything? No. <laughs>
0: But what, It'd make
1: me feel better, but it wouldn't help anything. You know what I'm saying? Like it's
0: it's but it's our flesh. Because it is our flesh. It's saying take every thought captive. If we can captivate those thoughts, cap, take them captive, then we can have the right words to say. But our flesh wants to do this. It wants to say it anyway, even though we know sometimes we shouldn't say something. Yeah. Our flesh wants to say it, and then we're just like I'm not going to say it. And then you're like, I got to say it. Uh, here's and then you feel bad later, and you're like I shouldn't have said it. I, mean, I said it, but I shouldn't have. And it's just, what's it called, self-control?
1: It is. That's the <laughs>
0: thing. Because we want to say it, and, and we don't, and we do, and, and Paul says it well, I, I, I don't, I, I want to do the right things, but I don't do the right things, I, I want to do what's right, but I can't do what's right, and he's sitting in prison saying all this stuff that he struggles with, but you can, you can take every thought captive, but I don't know if you do this, guys. There's times I've just got my hand on my own head. I don't need somebody spiritual to pray over me with some oil. I'm going to anoint myself. You know what I'm saying? God, touch my mind. I take every thought captive under the authority of who you are. Touch me, God.
1: And then put your hand over your mouth.
0: Touch my mouth because I want to say something. Mm -hmm.
1: Just stop. Just stop before you go further. It's not worth it. It's not. Last little bit of point three that I want to give you is use the think method before you speak. Mm. Yeah. This is just a little acronym that's broken down, think, and it says number one, T is for true. Is what I'm saying actually true or is it fake news?
0: Fake news. Yeah.
1: Lies and misinformation hurt others and only reflect you as a liar and untrustworthy. Is it true? H, is it helpful? Yeah. Are my words helpful? Is what I'm saying good advice to benefit someone else or am I just offering my opinion? Is it helpful? What's not helpful can be harmful and just useless talk. Mm. What's not helpful can be harmful and just useless talk. Is it helpful? And yes, all of these must apply together. Can't have one without the other.
0: Can't think without
1: it. Number three is I... Is it inspiring? Is what I'm saying inspiring to others? Because our words have the ability to inspire others to do great things. If what you have to say is not going to build up anyone, then you need to just not say it at all. Number four, is it necessary? In, necessary. Does what I have to say really need to be said? Is it necessary? Talking to just talk can often be no good. Empty words only bring empty results. Any words meant to hurt one or, someone are never necessary. Just because you think it, know it, or even know that it is true doesn't mean that you need to say it. Is it necessary? Is it necessary? You can about stop right there.
0: Well, it keeps, it, it, it keeps senseless conversation going. Be, listen, how many times do you still have the same conversation over and over and over and no results? It's truth. Like you all acting ignorant. <laughs> if you're going to go sit and have these same conversations over and over and there's no results. I, I, I want to preach about this so bad, but I'll just give you a... Mm. Because the problem is, is you're trying to change results instead of changing the system. It's the key. To get the results, you've got to change the system. That's the reality of
1: it. And to change the system, you have to think. <laughs> you got to think. Stop and think.
0: Is it necessary?
1: And number five is, K is for kind. Yeah. Is what I'm saying going to be kind? Absolutely. The saying, again, still holds true. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. If it's not going to be kind, don't say it. And you know what? You can still speak truth in kindness, in love, and in hope to encourage ones. And we just wanted to set the stage for you today for what God's getting ready to break down. That we declare war. There is power in our words. And our greatest weapon is our words. And how you choose to use them is going to determine what side you're fighting against. I, guess, I can either fight against yeah. the enemy by using my words for good and for peace and for love and all the things that God has for me. You know what? God even enjoys when we're joking and being silly in the right manner. He enjoys that. God has a sense of humor. Look at each of you. He created you.
0: <laughs> hey.
1: He has one. <laughs> right? He made people. That's... People, that's pretty funny.
0: It's, like, it's yeah, like, uh, like 101 Dalmatians. you ever notice how the... Owners look like the dogs, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> you ever seen that the cartoon where it they has, all look alike? Like,
1: God, God enjoys it though. He enjoys it. He enjoys us talking, but the thing about it is, is when we use our words for good, for the things that are right, what we put in for the good, is when we choose that we are demolishing the enemy at every moment and at every hand. Because guess what? When you live a lifestyle in worship and praise, the enemy cannot stand in that
0: when you start to use your words to encourage and help people, lift them up, even people you might not know that well, man, it does amazing things. Guess what it does? It starts sowing seeds into them. Maybe I can be great. Hey, you did a great job. You're a great person. You're a great leader. I don't feel like I'm a great leader. No, you are. And even if they don't see it yet, keep bringing life to it because the seeds are going to keep being sown and just don't get all butthurt if you're not the one watering it later, or you don't see the, 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 uh, harvest later, you're sowing seeds That's right. and let your words do this. I guess I would say today we wanted to lay this out and this is kind of like the intro. Yeah. You got the intro. We're going to dig well, deep the same into as for this. Your
1: words, whatever you sow, you'll reap,
0: you will reap. And so guys stand with me today. We're going to, I'm going to uh, pray with you guys and, um, I just want you to know that today we, we, were, we went about this a little different, and it's all good, because I, I, I really believe that the next moments here at Remnant Church, as we dig into this, this declaring war, and this war, <laughs> word, fair, instead of warfare, <laughs> um, that we have the power of our words, man, it, it, it is so challenging, but I, I believe if we can start being very intentional, on what we say, how we say it, and being intentional on on bringing life to situations, I'm telling you, it can be very, very helpful, very useful. You'll see a turnaround. Um, A lot of times we see that sometimes words are even stronger with people we know that we're closest to. And we'll get into that later, but it's, it's all the way around. And I know that Christ, he came, he came as the word. He came delivering a word. He died and rose and lives in you, and that's all inside of you to do the exact same thing, to deliver a word, to bring life and bring light, bring love. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. We, he's the greatest love story ever told you know what I mean? It's so commercialized that somebody has to have a date. This ain't about a date. This is is about a love affair with Jesus Christ. This is about him. This is about love with your family, love with the church, loving all and certain. You see what I'm saying? It's got so jacked up anymore that we forget about it. What really about love? Share that love. Use your words. Use them wisely because they will affect Everything We love you guys. I'm going to pray, and I hope you guys have a great day. And, men, we'll see you Tuesday at the, at the. Uh, Don't. yeah, I'm going to pray.
1: Don't use my words against me. Peace. Peace. Oh,
0: thank you. Somebody muted me. God, I thank you for what you're doing today. Let us use our words wisely. God, thank you. For just what is about to take place here at Remnant Church. God, you got something crazy in store. You are funny, God, and we're, we're, we're gonna go on this journey and you, you're, you're trying to raise up an army and you're trying to get us prepared for what is next. And God, let us be aware. Let us start thinking, thinking really clear. on on how we speak and, and what that looks like, God. Give us the wisdom as we break this stuff down into different segments, God, and we're excited about this. It's going to be a fun ride. And, God, you know who needs to be here. You know what's best, God. God, we thank you for these people. We thank you for all that you're doing in this house. We love you. In Jesus' name.